Hi, and welcome back to Buzz on Book Biz. Today, my guest is Tim Jacobs, who is the CEO and owner of JWC Publishing in New York. Since 2012, JWC Publishing has been building relationships with authors and publishers by providing editing, proofreading, ghostwriting, and coaching services. They have a professional team of editors and writers dedicated to enhancing each author's writing one page at a time. As of 2019, they have expanded to cover all aspects of publishing, including book covers, layout design, and printing. So welcome, Tim. Thank you. I don't think I have anything to say now. You covered it all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm going to pry some things out of you. Don't worry. So first question is, how did you get into the book business? Um, That goes just way back to my childhood. I've always just had a love of books. And actually, for me, part of um, falling in love with writing and also books was my mother would type at home. She had a desk in a little area set up in the corner of the kitchen. And, you know, this is long before home computers and, and everything else. And she would type out labels for direct mailing of postcards for like Macy's, JCPenney's, all the all the bigger box stores that were big in their day. And, you know, I was probably four or five just learning my numbers. And when she got to like that last row in the last column, you know, I got to punch in the zip code, which probably took me 30, 40 seconds to do versus her 80 words a minute or something. But it was just that sound of the typewriter click clacking, you know, during the day, just kind of, I don't know, just kind of just became a part of me. And I just, you know, I, I myself learned to type on a typewriter back in, in high school, but I, I kind of miss now that we have laptops and keyboards and it's just, you know, it's not the same, the sound at least. No, it isn't. Somebody should create an app for that. <laughs> yeah, there probably is somewhere. But. <laughs> yeah, so at JWC, your target market is business owners and entrepreneurs. So tell us a little bit about the kinds of businesses and entrepreneurs that you have helped write their books. Um, there's a wide spectrum of that. Um, we've done like people that do physical, uh, or trainers, um, they might want a book to go with their regimen and their workout and their exercise nutritionists on, you know, what are the healthy foods to eat? How often should you eat certain things, you know, foods to avoid, uh, people that do like essential oils, um, more executive type would be, they want to write about you know, their formula for success or their three pillars to succeed, um, things of that nature. And a lot of people just want a book that really, really outlines their business and explains to the reader who they are and why what they're doing to kind of make that more of a connection. And what we like to say is, you know, having a book about your business is like a business card on steroids. You're going to get a lot more than just, here's my name, here's my email you know, here's my phone number, you know, you're going to get why I'm doing what I do, what propelled me to do this. And, you know, part of their process or their program. Right. Absolutely. No, it's, it's a very effective tool and it can be used then to help you get you new clients. Um, obviously. Absolutely. So when you expanded to include book covers, layout design and printing, uh, tell me about, I mean, you did that right before COVID started how how has COVID affected you and, and just as you were expanding your services, COVID hit? Uh, yeah, 
COVID did, I would say, maybe affect more or less fiction writers because I think what happened was once when we were all scared of COVID in the beginning um, and we were doing the lockdowns and things of that nature, I, I feel that people were holding on to their money versus investing or spending or, or doing anything. And especially for fiction writers, that's more of a luxury item. Hey, I'm going to hire an editor and a book cover designer and and get my book out to the world versus the business person who's doing a nonfiction book. It's about their business. Well, that's a resource and a tool where they're going to invest whatever the cost is to get the book done, but they already have a plan in place. They have their clientele. They know where to go to get new clients. And that's just, that book is just going to bring them, you know, two, three, four fold back where that fiction writer you know, you're going to print a thousand copies of your book and have a garage full of of your book trying to sell it. So I, I, I think with fiction writers, they definitely took a step back and they paused where the business people, you know, they were scrambling. Hey, we need a new angle. We need something different to do. We can't meet in person. We can't we can't have a program, a conference. What are we going to do? And a book definitely was an option for them because they could even take their book and just take the PDF file and sell that and just email it to people. So they had, um, you know, they, they were definitely doing different tactics and seeing what mm-hmm. can work. Right. So it was um, almost out of necessity of having to be innovative and try something new. And a book was the choice that they made. Exactly. Right. So when they, they come to you or you can't find them, like, how does that work? Um, it, It's both. I, I have a campaign, an email campaign that I do through LinkedIn to try to reach out to people that do, uh, you know, training, they have programs, they are speakers, coaches, CEOs, things of that nature. And then people find me either through referrals, through networking. Um, some people just stub- stumble onto my website and, you know, ask a couple questions. Okay. So do you do paid ads? I mean, have you tried paid ads on LinkedIn or other platforms? No, I have not. I've I've done extremely little paid advertising. Most of it's just word of mouth. Uh, it's networking. And it's just like, it's kind of picking one platform, which I've chosen LinkedIn because it's more, you know, more for business and just really just being very, very proactive on that versus Facebook or Twitter or TikTok or anything else. Right. Okay. So what is the process? So you found them or they found you. Now what? Um, What we would do is if whether they found me or I found them is we would have an initial phone call, which is maybe 15 minutes or so. And it's just kind of getting to know why are they thinking of doing a book? If they came to me, it's why why are you thinking of doing a book? If I found them, I asked them if they've ever thought about doing a book. And we'll discuss what would be between the covers. and just kind of what a book might be able to do for their particular business and where their business is, where can it go? The next step would be they want to do a discovery call. And that's myself, the author, and then also the ghostwriter would be on that call. And that's where we really kind of, it's an hour long. We just kind of dig in deep. What's all the content going to be? Who's your primary audience? What's the mission statement of the book? What's the, you know, what's the, the message? and theme that you want to deliver with your book, you know, all those kind of things. And now that author has like a little bit of a, of a summary of what's going to be between the covers. It's something physical to look at and read and think about. 
if they want to go forward from there, then we just start the process of the ghostwriter and that and that author working together, going back and forth with content and writing. From there, once that rough draft is done and revised, it would go to the editing and proofreading. We would get um, a designer in to do the layout, do the book cover. What colors do you want? What size fonts do you want? You want it to be branded so it matches your business. You know, if your colors are orange and white, you don't want your cover to be, you know, blue and green. It's just it's not going to mix well with your branding. Right. And then um, from there, we just go into printing options and also ebook options. So what percentage of your clients would write their own books versus using a ghostwriter? I would say people that do fiction definitely write their own story. Uh, and they, you know, they may, whether it's an eight-year-old girl that slays dragons or whatever it might be, you know, they make up their stories. In the nonfiction, I would say probably 80% of the people have it ghostwritten. And then there's 20% that might, you know, they already have the material written or we are repurposing some of their content. They might be, you know, I have 30 blog posts that are all about, you know, um, SEO optimization, or I have, you know, here's a, here's a video. It's an hour and a half of a presentation. I do, I want to make this into a book and we're transcribing that and then kind of working with that. So in some cases they have the material and the content there in other scenarios, it's just kicking around in their head and we have to kind of extract it all and then put it in some type of order and move Mm -hmm. forward with it. Right. Yeah, no, that's a much longer and more intense process. <laughs> yeah. um, the The advantage of doing that, of course, is because a lot of business owners just simply don't have the time or possibly the talent or both <laughs> to write their own book, right? Absolutely. I always tell people they when they say, oh, um, you know, they're like, I don't know how to write. And I'm like, well, you know how to write. It's more or less you just don't have the time to write or how to take something that's technical and make it more of, you know, read like a story, you know, even though it's nonfiction, you still kind of want it to read like it's a one-on-one type of situation and you just don't want it to be just very technical or very just like, you know, you don't want them reading an instruction manual. You want them reading a story of this is how and why I built my business and how it could benefit you, the reader. So do you have some stories of some clients that you know, got their book done and then, you know, what was the result? How did it, you know, skyrocket their client numbers? Yep. We have one client who was, uh, they were a realtor brokerage in Fort Myers, Florida, and they had actually had hired another ghostwriter who had done all these interviews and transcriptions. And then they let him or her go. They just said they weren't happy with how that was going. And they found me just doing a search, found my website and um, myself and my business partner took over the project. And what they do is they print about a thousand copies of their book at a clip and they're on their fourth printing right now. And they just give all those books away. But for every client they get out of someone had contacted them, got their book, thought it was a great idea, invested in their business, they make about 250k a year off of that client being underneath their umbrella in a brokerage. Wow. So, I mean, they give away a thousand copies, which, you know, that's definitely a lot. But the payoff is if they get one client out of that, they're looking at a quarter of a million a year as that person grows their own brokerage, which is underneath their umbrella. 
Well, that's a pretty good ROI, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> and and furthermore, you're not you're not taking up space in your garage, which is the story that you often yep. hear, right? People have boxes of their books in the in the garage. Well, it sounds like you've got uh, a winning formula then for meeting the needs of entrepreneurs and business owners that want a book but are choosing the ghostwriting path to get that book written. So do you, you have a team of ghostwriters on your staff? Uh, yes, I have actually 25 editors and ghostwriters who subcontract with me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as projects come up, I just kind of know who might be the best fit to edit this or write this and, you know, work with this particular author that's looking to get their book put together or created. And, uh, you know, they're not they're not full time employees. They could go get their own clients and do their own stuff as well. Um, you know, and some people, it depends on the project that comes in. I have some people, they might do two projects a year. I have other people that literally do maybe a dozen projects a year. It just, it fluctuates on obviously what's coming across my desk, what, what they're doing as well. You know, sometimes I'll reach out to one of my guys and be like, Hey, here's this book. Here's the scope of it. And they're just like, man, you know, I'm booked until like June 1st. I have to pass. Okay. I go to the next person. Hey, this is the scope, you know, and just just keep knocking on doors. But I mean, I uh, very seldom do they pass on projects though. It just really depends on their calendar. Right. So when you um, describe what you do, how do you, how do you zero in on what's unique about JWC? Um, I would say what's unique about us, you know, is our track record. We've been, you know, 10 years full time. I was doing this uh, as a side hustle, probably for a few years prior to uh, doing it full time. And it just, you know, we could cover everything. We don't do everything in-house, but we have all the connections that you need to do everything, uh, you know, in-house at, at, you know, with one stop. Um, that's about all I could think of is just, you know, it, it really comes down to, to me, it comes down to that initial conversation with the potential client is, you know, do we click, you know, are we water and oil or do we feel like, Hey, we're peanut butter and jelly. (laughs) Okay. Well, and that's always a good, a good thing to do is to make sure there's a fit. And, um, and then what about marketing? Do you, do you have people that you connect your authors to, to help them with the marketing of their books? Yes, I have, um, I have three or four contacts that do strictly book marketing and that's who I, if, if the author is saying, that's what I want, I want to, you know, I want to sell my book. I want to be an Amazon bestseller. I need to, I want to be on TV or in the magazines, et cetera. I have people that they have their own uh, process and systems of how they do that. And I just, all I do is just email an introduction. I'm right. just like, you know, hi, Bob, you know, meet Joe. And then I just, uh, you know, introduce them and let those two take the conversation from there. I'm just curious, um, what percentage of your authors would be men versus women? Wow. Um, that's something I never really looked at, but I would say it's probably, as far as projects coming in, I would say it might be like 70% men at this point and 30% women. Huh? Okay. Yeah, I was just curious when you... Yeah, now I'm curious that you mentioned it. I have to go look now. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, because I mean, there's some, obviously there's some fabulous women business owners and entrepreneurs and yeah um, it might even be you know it might even be more than 70 30 i've just never really never really thought about it and in some cases too where it's like kind of um not a solopreneur but like you know if it's a mom and pop well then you have both the husband and wife or both you know the male and the female are both involved so right that would just kind of wash that out so right okay so if you were to give some advice to an entrepreneur or business owner that's listening in on this podcast and they're sort of wavering on whether they should attempt a book, what would you say to them? Um, I would say the first thing is just, you know, if you want to just schedule a conversation with with me and not only with me, but with other people that offer this this very similar service, there's there's quite a few of us that do this. And just to kind of see what's there, what, you know, what, what company or person can offer you what. And for me, I would just say, you know, if you don't have a book about your business would be why. And number two, it's just, uh, you know, having that title of, you know, you're now an author definitely puts you kind of like in a different pod. It puts you on a higher plateau than other people. And it definitely in the business world. If you write about, you know, your nutrition program or this is how I built XYZ business, I mean, you're definitely a level up from other people that are doing a similar thing. You know, if you're at a function and someone gives you a business card and, you know, they do real estate and then the next person next to you says, oh, I do real estate too. And they hand you a book, you know, you're more likely to remember that person that handed you a book versus someone that hands you a business card, especially when there's a hundred people in the room and they're all giving you business cards. Oh, for sure. And um, more and more, I think people are going to be back to live events because yeah. you know, that's, that's where that works, <laughs> that formula. So, well, that's, that's great. I think that there's more people need to understand the possibilities and opportunities with writing a book for their business. And not view it as some sort of daunting thing that, oh my gosh, I can never write like so-and-so or, you know, uh, it's not about that. It's about what would work for your business. Exactly. And another thing too, I mean, a book gives you like an edge because if you're at say a conference where there's multiple speakers taking place in different rooms and stuff, here you are giving your presentation. And when you're done, you say, hey, at the back of the room there, there's a table. Um, everything I just covered here and more is covered in my book, whether they're selling it $15 today, it's 10, or they're just like, take a copy on the way out. You've just totally leveled up against someone else talking about something similar where once they're done, you can't get any more information from them. Exactly. And also there is that factor that if you have a book and there are event planners trying to plan an event and they're looking for speakers, the ones that have a book are going to rise to the top as well, right? Yep. Yep. Awesome. And it's also a good, I mean, it's also too, like if I have a business card of someone that does like, you know, uh, a trainer who does, you know, workouts at the gym, if I have their card, I have their card. But if I have their book and I'm reading it and I'm learning, oh, you know, they could help me with back pain or whatever, I might think like, oh, you know what? My neighbor was just complaining that they need to get to the gym and do a workout. I'm going to pass that book on to them. They're going to read it and contact that person saying, I read your book. I have some questions. You you hand someone a business card. 
it, it, you know, that ain't going too far. Exactly. No, it makes so much sense. And it's, it's wonderful what, what you do to help people maybe take that step and re- recognize that it's not as onerous as they may have thought. And what's the usual time frame for, for getting your books done from beginning to end? It could be anywhere from uh, three months to nine months. And the sweet spot is six months. The three months would be they pretty much already have all their material. It just needs to be organized and kind of polished or reworked a little bit. Whereas the six months is a little more heavier on. We got to interview and transcribe and get everything out and put it together. And then the nine months is basically just because as you're going through the process with some people, you know, life happens and they might hit a couple bumps and things get delayed or something. But for the most part, I would say from when you say that we have that discovery call and you're like, yes, let's do this. Pretty much six months later, at least you would have that, you know, you would have the books in your hand ready to do what you need to with them. Right. Awesome. Well, this has been really great to chat with you, Tim, and I appreciate you taking the time. And uh, we will put under the show notes in the show notes for this podcast episode, uh, the website for your publishing company. And who knows, you might get a call from someone who's been listening to this episode. Thank you again for your time and for sharing your knowledge and experience with us. Thank you for having me. All right. Take care. So thank you so much for joining us at Buzz on Book Biz. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, could you give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast? That would be terrific. Information and links about today's guest are in the show notes. And if you'd like to connect with me, please visit my website, rochellewiseman.com and my email is rochelle at rochellewiseman.com so until next time stay safe and read a good book bye for now